babies. Um, Sebastian was born, he's 22 now, and he was born in Northampton, weighing £3.14. And Daniela was born in 2003, and she weighed £6. So she was quite a good weight, but she was five weeks early. And that's when we were in Guernsey, and I was actually at the hospital being looked after by all the neonatal nurses and paediatricians, and that's why I decided I think we're going to raise some money for an incubator, a one-off thing we're going to do. <laughs> And 20 years later, I'm still fundraising, but I love it. It's it's part of my life now. Um, and we've got three flats now in Southampton. Um, we've just taken on our third one about a week ago, actually. So it's quite exciting. Um, and I was really interested to meet Dr Rao because I was listening to him, actually, talking on a radio show. And it was really great to hear about what you do. And it was nice to meet you. I finished medical school uh, in 1997, I think. And then for three or four years, I was just about doing any job that came my way. I didn't, I didn't know which specialty I wanted to do. Um, some of my friends knew exactly what they wanted to do and they went in straight as a surgeon or physician, but I wanted to take my own time. Um, and then at one point I wanted to come to UK, but I didn't have the necessary cash on hand because it's quite expensive to travel from India to UK and to do some exams here. So I took a year off in Maldives. Yeah, I was working as a as a medical officer for the whole island, um, which is a seven-star resort, uh, mainly looking after travelers. But I was able to save up some money. And then from there, it started off, I came to UK. I did my exams and then joined uh, pediatrics. That's how the initial career started. We've been we've been working mostly around the south coast, Southampton, Winchester, Portsmouth, Brighton, and then London. That's where my whole training was. Um, I did pediatrics and then I moved into something called neonatal medicine, looking after preterm babies. Uh, and that's a two to three year specialized training to look after preterm babies just that and we don't do anything else so once you complete the training you can call yourself a pediatrician and the neonatologist what was the attraction though for working with preterm babies and in neonatal care the very smallest most vulnerable patients why did you want to do that i think it probably started off in my medical school training when we when we do uh, medical school from the third year onwards it's a total of five years training to become a doctor the first two years, you're mainly on the college side, um, attending classes and lectures. Whereas from the third year, we call it the clinicals. They ask you to go to the hospital, meet patients, um, children, babies, grown-ups, everybody, get in touch with how clinical medicine happens. And I think my pediatric posting impressed me the most, mm -hmm. probably. And that's when I thought, maybe I should do pediatrics, you know. Sometimes... Um, it depends on your personality as well, yeah. if um, and also your interests. If you want to do pediatrics and your personality matches, it's easy to do it. And maybe I'm just guessing. Maybe that's why I went into pediatrics. I when I came to UK, I straight away went into pediatrics without thinking about anything okay. else. And luckily, I found my job quite soon after finishing my exams. So that's where the initial interest was. Okay, so you've been in Guernsey then for three years, um, mm -hmm. working then again with the youngest and most vulnerable patients yeah. in Guernsey. Mm -hmm. And Joe, obviously you've got this experience as a parent then when your baby is 
requiring that neonatal care, preterm babies need that care. You do. And What's it like? Well, it's pretty scary because you never know you're ever going to have a premature baby. Um, and it was, it's a shock to me when Sebastian came along. I didn't. I thought I was going to have a normal birth, but no, I didn't even have a bag ready, nothing. And then you just get put into this world when you meet the doctors and the nurses and you just bond a relationship. And honestly, the relationship... It never ever leaves you. I mean, I still remember who looked after Seb, and I don't remember yesterday, but I do remember that. And um, just what they do, just to keep the little one alive. I mean, Seb was pretty frightening. He was he was three pound fourteen, but he had the cord around his neck, so he wasn't very well at the start. Um, and you know, every minute, every millimeter of milk he took, it was just a very slow process. And uh, it's just amazing what they do. And to me, that's what's kept me fundraising for for the doctors and the nurses because you just it's it's just very very scary at the time i mean you think of said prio and you think wow he's a superstar isn't he in guernsey i mean and i've seen him recently he's fit and healthy and seems to be doing remarkably well in life now yeah yeah but watching you when you talk about his birth and those early days you can see actually it must have been traumatic oh it really was and because i lived in northampton at the time I've mentioned this many times, we had to leave him in the ward and then drive 20 miles home and leave him there for about a month. And that's the hardest part that that I felt. And it it rips me to bits now thinking about it. So luckily, because we've got these accommodations near Southampton that we've we've actually been able to acquire for the charity, for me, it helps the mums. They can see the ward from their bedroom, which is lovely. We were only there on Friday looking at the, the properties and... It's, you can just see the whole hospital around you, so you feel like you're having a big cuddle all the time because leaving a baby is really hard That's yeah. at the start. Joe mentioned there bonding with the medical team around the baby. And do you see that as well from the paediatrician side of things? Do you feel that bond with the tiny little patients but with their parents and, I guess, wider family and support network as well? Paediatrics as a whole comes with looking after the whole family. Okay. It's not about looking after just the child because, yes, the child's going to be fine in a couple of days, and let's say a child with a respiratory infection comes in. But it's never that. The the sibling is there, and the parents are there. It's about reassuring the whole family mm. that things are going in the right way. And talking about babies in the neonatal unit, sometimes they are there for three months. Right. I used to work in Kings, and I was. some of these babies are so preterm and so unwell, they have stayed on the ward with us for a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. And you see them grow while they're there on the ward, and you see these parents and their relatives, grandparents, Mm. nearly every day. And you can't hide the fact that you kind of get into, you know, a relationship Mm. with them. Yeah. So they understand what you say better, and you understand them better. Sometimes you don't even need to ask them. You just know what they're feeling, just looking at their faces. So... I think I think the the communication and the relationship with parents and the whole family as a whole, we take it really seriously in pediatrics, and we want to forge those relationships further to help them. It's not just about illness; it's yes. about that relationship because it, they have to trust us. You see, the parents they trust us with the most important thing in their life, and they have to leave the child with us, yeah. and they go home. And in the back of their mind, they're thinking, is the child safe? So yeah. the doctors and the nurses need to be trustworthy uh, so the parents can have a decent night's sleep at home. 
So that's the benefit, isn't it, then, of Aggie's Borough and the other properties? You yeah, said you're within the hospital. You can and see, yeah. from a medical point of view, that must be as important, then, as the medical treatment. It's that just like feeling part of it. Yeah. Yes, the emotional. The emotional mm. uh, contact mm. that you have with the parents. And when the parents are happy because of all this accommodation and all the facilities that they get, they they have a clear mind and they understand what the doctors and nurses are trying to say while not worried about accommodation, not worried about you know how they are going to spend yeah. the night tonight. Yeah. So I think you take one important thing off their mind. That's exactly what and you're trying to do. Yeah, that, that so is true. such a great thing really. It's absolutely, you can see the, the main hospital, but you're actually with the children's um, hospital side or whatever it is that way. But yeah, it's right there in the middle. When you started your journey with the Prio Premature Baby Foundation, you said 20 years ago, so that was when Daniela, Daniela was, was born, baby. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be um, this year. Did you ever think that, you know, you'd be sitting here, you Dr. know, Rao. <laughs> with, with Dr. Rao and with your other kind of supporters, staff, volunteers, um, with kind of three properties and all the other work that you do. I mean, yes. did you ever think that it would come this far? Never really thought that. We just wanted to do one event because Andy was doing so well with his racing. I think he won one of his world titles and we said, well, look, let's give it a little bit back. So we did one event um, with, a, with a company and we raised about 45,000 to buy an incubator. Yeah. But then I thought, mm, I could do something else. And then it just went on from there, really. And I'm lucky to have good staff like Sammy. I've got my daughter working with me now and we've got a lovely board of trustees. It's got a little bit more stricter with charities, which I understand fully, but there's a lot to do with uh, compliance now. I feel sorry for some charities because they're going to get lost in all the paperwork and everything. But no, we've got through and we're there. We actually had the Queen's Award about five years ago, so that was good. Um, now, I never thought I'd be still here in 20 years, but hopefully I'm going to be never 20 years. Daniela, then working for the charity, that must be very unusual, actually, for a charity to have been established around I know. her baby, mm. the, the child at the centre of the cause, and then for her to be working for the charity. I mean, that's wonderful. Well, she's volunteering, but she, I'd like her yeah. to take my footsteps, really. Um, I mean, I can't make her if she doesn't want to, but I can see she's got a little bit of a passion for it. So, yeah, it was named after her, really, and there's little Danny Bears we've got. Um, and like I said, we did it 20 years ago this year. November the 17th will be our anniversary, so... I'm hoping she'll take on, but we don't know. I mean, things change. She's 19 now, but she yeah. seems to love it. She made you a cup of tea, didn't she? <laughs> she, did. she I've got to do a little jobs. That's why I didn't want to waste it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Rao, then, I mean, how often do you actually see that then when you treat these, you know, tiny little patients? Mm -hmm. Do you? Is there a continuation of the story? Do you ever see them again many years later? I know you wouldn't have treated Daniela when she was a baby, but do you hear how your patients get on as they're as they're growing up? We do. Um, sometimes, sadly, because they tend to have continuing illness, mm. they, they continue to see us. But sometimes, because, of, because the parents are so nice, they keep us updated. Right. They, once in a while, they send a card to the neonatal unit saying, you know, um, this is Danny, she was born then and there, um, and she's doing this now, and we are really happy, thank you. And they send a box of, you know, whatever it is, chocolate or yeah. something for the neonatal unit. And then you kind of get reminded, ah, oh, okay, Joe, Joe Prio, and you know, you kind yeah. of connect. Sometimes it's been 10 years and you forget, but still it's nice to hear back. 
it's not just about buying incubators and flats, is it? No. It's all the support across all different levels. I've got a lovely relationship with Emma and a few nurses in the in the ward, and they often call us and say, Joe, we need cardigans today. In fact, I've got to put cardigans together. Or we need baby boxes. Um, and then they'll say to us, we need this in the baby box. So we do a lot of stuff like that, that side of things. We enjoy that, that bit of it. So they just give us a call and we go up for a meeting. Um, yeah, we just love working with them. I think you have to have a good relationship with them to know what Nothing they need. Nothing's too small, isn't it? Nothing's yeah. too small, no. But um, there's some. What else do we give? We give. Uh, we've been giving breast pumps lately because a lot of things have changed. Like twenty years ago, when I set up a baby box, different things in it. So yeah, okay. it's things have grown on, and we do put lovely mum's gifts in there. Dad sometimes wants a gift. God, we mustn't forget about the dads. Yeah. They need a lot of yeah. stuff too. That's yeah. another story, but. Um, it's very important for everyone to, to feel that they've all been looked after because men can get forgotten too in, in the whole situation. Yeah. What's the relationship like then? So obviously Joe and the, the charity team will know the neonatal nurses very well. From the kind of surgeon point of view, how close is your working relationship with the, the staff on the ward? Are you very integrated? We have to, we have to because it's such a, such a small circle of you know, <coughs> people there um, we have five consultants in our team and we take turns to be on the neonatal unit. So let's say this week, the whole week I'm there and then next week somebody else takes over. So we, we have to work so closely with not just the neonatal nurses but also the pediatric nurses okay. and the midwife, mid midwifery staff. Mm -hmm. They are so important for us because that's, that's where we get all the information from about the pregnant mums about what the risk factors are yeah. and how sick they are expecting the baby to be born. We get all this information from the obstetricians and from the midwifery staff. Medical um, technology and yeah. experiences have changed in 20 years, mm -hmm. so hopefully there's good prognosis when a baby comes onto the ward. Absolutely. The preterm babies, um, things are improving every day actually and the numbers where 20 years ago I would say a um, bit difficult to read but now the survival even if you talk about 24 26 weekers yeah. is definitely around 90-95 percent wow. amazing so yeah. survival is not a problem yeah. anymore I think it's more about how we look after them yeah. and how they carry on the journey from um, being uh, a newborn baby to a three-month-old, six-month-old, we monitor their progress till they're at least two years old. And um, mm -hmm. it, it's not just about whether they can roll over, whether they can walk, it's about their intelligence as well, okay. how they learn in future. So they need a prolonged follow-up by the pediatric team. So that's why I mentioned in the past, you, you get to know them so well, mm -hmm in for two three years time they keep coming back to your clinic and you understand the family really well so it becomes more like a you know a, a friendship and a relationship rather than a doctor and a patient that's actually something i'd like to look into within the charity is how they are when they've grown up i see a lot of differences i talk to lots of mums that have had prem babies and everyone is different and even like in Seb's little life, he struggled at school so much with dyslexia and I don't think that's anything to do with being prem, but 
there is definitely something I'd like to look into more is, is, is how they are and how they grow. In fact, this year, for our 20th year, we're going to hopefully try and get everybody who's been in the charity for 20 years, which would be great to get together and see how they've grown. As you were both talking, actually, one thing that came to mind, so you mentioned that the midwifery teams and the nursing teams and the, the surgeon teams obviously all work very closely together. Mm -hmm. So you're aware when there is a premature baby that's going to need help yeah. almost before they arrive, I guess, sometimes. Mostly. But how do people know about the support of the Pre Premature Baby Foundation? Do they have to approach the charity and say, can we have help? Or is the charity there to say, we're here to help you, what do you need? Well, this is a, a, a good question, actually, because usually it's the nurses that will put us because we don't know who has a baby mm. we're not allowed to know it's confidential mm. so we either get maybe a, a message on Facebook saying oh so and so needs to the flat is it available or we'll get Emma or someone like Caroline give us a call and say Joe's a baby um, is available so no the only way we get to hear is through messenger on Facebook or the nurses mm. at the at the ward but we do have got our leaflets mm. out and we've got things in the on the walls and baby boxes and I think being a small island we it gets it gets about but that's the only way, because otherwise we don't know who's Prem. In fact, I love to know, but not. <laughs> I sometimes say, any babies? What actually counts as a premature baby? Because you mentioned before 24 weeks, and that is, to me, that's, I was going to say, yeah. that sounds incredibly the early. normal time is 40 weeks. If they're born less than 24 weeks, we call it non-viable, mm. uh, which means some of them may not survive. Yeah. There are rare instances that yes, we carry on with the resuscitation because sometimes the dates can be wrong. Mm. Who knows exactly if the baby is 24 or 23? Who knows that? Mm. Um, so if they are if they are good size and if in that split second the doctor thinks maybe this baby is more than 24 or 25, mm. okay. then we start resuscitating. You don't you don't want to just leave it. But uh, if they are very very small and less than 300, 400 grams, then it can be very difficult to resuscitate them and there can be lots of side, uh, not side effects, complications mm. um, when you resuscitate these babies. It's not good for their brain, it's not good for their body. So sometimes we just explain to the parents saying, look, this is, this is what we think it is mm. and it may be better not to actually go yeah. ahead with the mm. resuscitation. So, yeah, it can be quite a difficult situation and a scenario yeah. and you have to think on your feet, you don't have much time. Mm. So it can be a bit stressful because you don't want to be that person to decide that you don't want to resuscitate a baby know, right in front hard. of your eyes. Yeah. But at the same time, the experience that you've had for 20 years needs to click mm. and then you have to make yeah. that decision. It can be quite difficult but I've had some good experience doing that in a proper way and I've never had problems with parents coming back and saying you did the wrong thing. So I think it comes with experience. Yeah. Uh, junior doctors probably will not take that responsibility because they are worried. Mm -hmm. So we, we, because we've had the experience, are comfortable doing that. But yes, the answer to your question is normal is 40 weeks. Anything more than 37, we still call them term babies. Okay. But less than 37, we call them preterm. Um, 32 to 37 are very easy to manage, yeah. generally, because they are reasonably, uh, they're very close to term. But uh, 
between 28 and 32 is a little bit tricky, but less than 28 is very tricky. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of these babies are just the size of our palms, you know, a, yeah. a proper big size palm can be the size of a baby. Yeah. So we've had recently a 26-weeker who we resuscitated really well and the baby was taken to Portsmouth, but we stabilized the baby really well and then the air ambulance team came. So yeah, I think we are doing, we're doing really good work here and it's very nice to actually be associated with the PPBM. Yeah so that we get to know each other, the medical side and the charity side of things.